there, it's James Lindsay. You're listening to New Discourses Bullets, where I give a kind of short bullet point summary of one topic from woke Marxism that you need to know so that we can defeat it. And today, I actually want to talk about Mao's formula for transforming a society. Did you know he had a formula? Um, In fact, I'm going to talk about that, but I'm also going to talk about it by telling you its modern incarnation first, and then Mao's incarnation Afterwards, it's modern incarnation is the word belonging, which is an extension of the word inclusion. Uh, I honestly wish I understood this, you know, a long time earlier, but it took reading Mao in depth and discovering his formula to understand that belonging is actually the first step in what Mao called the formula for transforming society, which he named as, and I quote, unity, criticism, unity. And so, uh, I'll briefly explain Mao, and then I'll tell you a story. Um, so what Mao said is is represented by unity, criticism, unity, is that in order to bring people to a proper understanding, a proper political understanding, he said, in fact, in this uh, speech he gave in 1957, to not have correct, correct political opinions is like not having a soul. So we're going to awaken people's spiritual nature in them by giving them correct political opinions. The way to get them there is to start off by creating in them a desire for unity. You'll remember that the Democratic Party around the time of Joe Biden's election really pushed that theme, especially after the election. We're going to have unity. We're going to have unity. We're going to have unity. didn't work. Everybody knew they were lying. It fell apart. Good on you. What a big surprise. What a, what, a, what a big victory, I should say. Not surprise. What a big victory that wasn't, wasn't acknowledged that we defeated their attempt to bring national un- a desire for national unity under their rubric. Um, very effective uh, counter arguments were made to that. Very effective resistance. It did not work. They did not succeed. But Mao says you generate a desire for unity. And when people desire to be in unity with the others around them, to to join in with the social group that they find themselves in, to join in with what's right, which for him meant his uh, socialism, uh, then you can start to to, to pull them in and, and create a social milieu that they start to feel like they belong in. And this is where belonging is going to come from. But the goal is to make them want to join the cult first. That can happen in a number of ways. You can make outstanding social pressures if you have the power to do so against people who don't. You can call them deplorables. You can try to exclude them from voting. You can call them stupid. You can call them crazy. You can call them conspiracy theorists. You can exclude them from certain aspects of society. Uh, You can force them to wear masks. You can force them to uh, take injections or whatever. And you can just say, you're the reason that we're not things aren't getting better. We would be done with this pandemic if you would all just do the thing. Don't you want to be with us? Don't you want unity? See, that's a mass scale, right? Or why are we at a fight all the time? Because you keep saying racist stuff. If you would just check your privilege and start learning a little bit about racism, anti-racism, if you become an anti-racist, then we could get past this. That's your anti-racist vector of the same thing. If we we could all together kind of come to, you know, maybe a DEI workshop or an unconscious bias, or you have all these unconscious biases. If we could learn to identify and overcome those, we would have better group harmony. We would have a less racially contentious 
workplace or sexually contentious or whatever workplace. We could overcome the things that divide us if we were to acknowledge them correctly rather than keeping them hidden. You hear those narratives. So the desire to belong, the desire for unity is the beginning of the cult indoctrination. Once people have the desire, Mao explains, then you begin criticism and self-criticism, what in Chinese they called struggle, the struggle sessions that were famous from the Cultural Revolution. Struggle is a process of criticism and self-criticism to reveal the ways that you've acted in the past that prevented the unity within the new ideology, prevented you from being able to achieve that unity. See, so you create the desire to be in union with the cult. Then you get people to, you criticize people and get them to criticize themselves for failing to live up to what's required to actually achieve unity. You had all these racist thoughts. You upheld a racist system. You're still part of a racist mentality. You still have bourgeois values. Whatever it happens to be, you get them to criticize themselves. You're an individualist. You don't believe in the class. You don't believe in the collective. You aren't supporting for everybody. We're going to have a long winter of disease and death because the we have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So don't you want to desire to be a part of the vaccinated? And if you're not, or if you are, we can now strengthen that commitment to it by criticism and self-criticism. I'm just doing my part. We're all in this together. You've heard these things. Kamala Harris's third favorite word is probably together, 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 together. There's a reason why. Create the desire for unity, then use criticism and self-criticism to deepen commitment. In Mao's formula, after that commitment was established through criticism and self-criticism, you begin the process of study so that you can get into proper unity. You overcome most or all of the problems that were keeping you, the problematics, the individualist standpoint, the bourgeois values, the racism, the transphobia, the homophobia, whatever it is that you have to criticize and self-criticize out of yourself in your social group through struggle and through self-reflection, self-critique and a lifetime commitment to social activism as Robin D'Angelo demands to overcome uh, white fragility and be a true anti-racist. A lifelong and ongoing commitment to self-reflection, self-critique, and social activism. That's her, her criteria for being an anti-racist. That's unity, criticism, and then eventually unity on the other side. When we're all finally unified without strife, without conflict, because we all have correct political opinions. Our souls have all merged. The spirit has been uh, harmonized. It's a phenomenology of spirit for a little reference there. Uh, the spirit has been harmonized. The spirit of society has been harmonized. And everybody is now in accord with one another. And we have true unity, not the false forms of unity that were fractured and fragmented before we entered into the full collectivist state. So that's Mao's formula for thought reform, for collectivist totalism. It is unity, criticism, unity. And this is what belonging is about. So here's a story. Uh, a couple of a year and a half ago or so, I was in Oklahoma and I had the opportunity to go sit down with the president of the University of Oklahoma, Joe Harris or Haraz. I'm not sure how to say his last name, H-A-R-R-O-Z. Haraz or Haraz, one or the other, Haraz, I'll say. And so I sat down with him and he wanted to talk to me. He wanted to hear me out on DEI. As some people had requested, we had this meeting. So I told him about DEI and I told him equity is socialism. Here's why. An administered political economy. They redistribute shares such that citizens are made equal. But instead of just wealth and material capitals, it's now redistributing shares of social and cultural capital. So it's an expanded version of socialism. And that's 
facilitated by diversity, which is a hiring of political officers, so-called experts in diversity, people who understand the ideology. It doesn't matter actually what they look like as long as they have a critical consciousness. And that critical consciousness might be of race regardless of their own. It might be a consciousness of their own race, or they could be a white ally, for example. Uh, it's a consciousness of race in general and their role in the dynamic. So only activists to qualify. These are political officers. In other words, so diversity is the hiring of commissars to achieve equity, which is socialism. So diversity and equity go together. Equity is the goal. It's socialism. And diversity officers become the political officers or the commissars who lead you there. And then inclusion is the excuse by which people who don't fit in are going to be removed. They create a non-inclusive or an exclusive environment by their presence, by the things they say, by things they've said in the past, and thus the memories they invoke. Um, and even things or ideas can do that as well. You know, we may have to get rid of Shakespeare because it reinforces a white frame or whatever, you know, a, a, a white American history. We might have to get rid of Thomas Jefferson and just teach that he was a slaveholder and that's the only relevant point. You get the idea, right? So inclusion is censorship and purges. So when you put those together, you have socialism that's being enforced by political officers, that's equity and diversity, under an overarching value of inclusion, which is the justification for censorship, pre-censorship, and purges of anybody. So I explain this to Joe Haraz, and he looks at me, and he gets that politician smile on his face, and he crosses his legs, and he leans forward, and he says, well, we just want to make a campus where everybody feels like they belong. And I wish, I mean, I said, Joe, you know I know what that means. You're not going to fool me with that. We had a little bit more of a real conversation after the politician attempt but I wish I would have known at the time what I know now, that that was, that's the desire for unity. We just want to create a campus where everybody feels like they belong. That's the desire for unity at the beginning of the formula that Mao Zedong laid out for his socialist totalism, his thought reform into socialist totalism. You see, because what happens after we make a campus or a, a institution or a workplace where everyone feels like they belong, and that's the excuse for the DEI program, the DEI workshop, well, that means we need to have the unconscious bias training where the criticism and the teaching of doing self-criticism and eventually they go home and do the work. In other words, study, as it was called in Chinese, shui shi in Chinese, where, where that's going to get taken up right? So first, we're going to create the desire for unity. We just want a place where everybody feels like they belong. That's belonging. That's belonging. And then you enter into the DEI Commissar for Socialism with Censorship and Purchase program as a result, and that's your criticism stage. And if everybody goes along with it, or we purge everybody, we fire everybody who won't go along with it, and we just rehire people according to that, then everybody will be of the same ideology and we'll have unity on the other side. It's unity, criticism, unity. So what you have to understand is this Maoist program called Unity, Criticism, Unity is underlying all of DEI training. It's underlying all of unconscious bias training. It's underlying most of SEL, what they're doing to the kids in school, social emotional learning. When they teach the kids that their skin color is bad, but if they became some kind of a marginalized sexuality or gender, uh, then they would be good. They're doing the desire for unity, but they're using criticism to make, say, straight white kids feel like they don't belong until they choose an identity that allows them to feel more unity with the new ideological program in which they are stuck with the explicitly 
uh, explicitly given values for the social emotional learning program being, guess what they are? Equity, sustainability, and inclusion. That same set of overarching values. Sustainability is a value as opposed to diversity being an excuse for a political officer. So all of these huge things that are happening are following the framework of Mao's unity criticism, unity formula for thought reform for ideological totalism over a population. That's their real purpose. That's what they actually are. That's what's actually been happening in this country and is being put on steroids uh, still by the Biden administration. That's what's actually going on. This is a Maoist program. It's laid out with um, Maoist intentions, with Maoist goals, with Maoist objectives, and at the same time being sold through new words that sound very nice like belonging. Not that unity sounds bad, not that they didn't try that word too. Belonging becomes the gateway drug, the excuse into the entire Maoist program of unity, criticism, unity. <laughs>